Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is a podcast from The Bugle. Children of the new sun, we who survived the wreckage of old Earth and now exist in this half-life aboard the spaceship that carries our species to a new world. We who were born aboard ship who will not live to see the fruition of the new world but will shepherd into this life the next generation, those who will breathe the air of a distant planet and bang each other on virgin soil. We, the caretaker generation, pale of skin, weak of bone in the artificial light and gravity of our moving home in the stars, we must comfort ourselves with the small joys of shipboard life. Wet wipes, warm food rations, the adults only section on the holodeck, wet wipes again, the gargle. This is the gargle, the sonic glossy magazine to the Bugle's audio newspaper for visual world. I'm your host, Alice Fraser, and your guest editors for this week's edition of the magazine are John Luke Roberts and Tom Neenan. Welcome. Hello. Hello. Um, Alice, shouldn't it be half a wet wipe? <laughs> no. Okay. I mean, that implies okay. that one wet wipe contains an entire glass of water. They are wet, is in the name. They are. Those are very wet wipes that you're thinking of. Drenched wipes. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm living with a wet wipe life now as mm-hmm. the mother of, what is it, a burgeoning toddler. I mean, it's a very wet life, the toddler life. <laughs> I didn't realise that I would ever have to use the phrase, uh, someone just handed me a bottle of wet milk in my life. <laughs> I don't even know how that works. It's, yeah. it's, it's that thing where someone has a bottle of milk and then they drool all over it and then they give it to you. Oh, um, <laughs> right. I see. Okay. It does raise the question, like, a normal bottle of milk, which is dry on the outside yeah. but contains milk, is that wet? Is a, is a bottle of liquid wet? It's Schrodinger's moist. <laughs> <laughs> Before we line up politely and take turns on the playground swings that are this week's premium news stories, let's have a look at the front cover. The front cover of The Gargle this week is Jennifer Coolidge and Michelle Yeoh together winning their first Golden Globes at 60 and 61 respectively. Uh, often our front cover is someone I'm making fun of, but I'm just genuinely pleased for both of them. Though it took them a long time to get good. Let's Good enough for, for comedy. So pleased for them. Did you see everything everywhere all at once? I did. And I saw the film. 
and uh, I am uh, delighted. What an inventive... Yeah, it's just so nice seeing something that strange doing so well. It was gratifying. <laughs> Our satirical cartoon this week is Andrew Tate in court being made to listen to his own podcasts. <laughs> the worst punishment. Now, in the brief time remaining to us on the internet before it is completely filled with bots commenting on AI art prompted by bots and trying to spread vaccine misinformation to each other, let's do the podcast. <laughs> Our top story this week is our CES Roundup. This is uh, the launch of exciting new technology uh, that's got us talking this week. Uh, John Luke Roberts, you've made terrible things happen with artificial intelligence. Can you unpack this story for us? (laughs) (laughs) Shh, nobody knows. Um, Yeah, so CES, it's a big old thing. It stands for Computers, Electronics and Stuff. And (laughs) different tech companies, and tech is short for um, technique, different uh, tech companies come along and they use their techniques to make things which will never hit the market and show them off. And then a few things which will hit the market. And the things which won't hit the market are impossible things like cars which go underwater and change colour and fly. And the things which will hit the market are TVs with slightly better specs than current TVs. <laughs> yes, and how they choose between the things that are going to get made and the things that aren't going to get made is the ooh-ometer, which is where people stand in front of the things and go ooh, and if they go ooh, then they make them. So if you went along and you just had a big like hand-painted cardboard sign which said ooh on it, like a fair number of people would stand in front of them and just go ooh, and then is that enough? Then you could make the sign. Yeah. Yeah, you could sell the sign for a lot of money for the for the, for the news. It's why ghosts aren't allowed to go because they would just endorse everything and then the whole market would go mad. Yeah, you've just got to like close your ears for the book. Yeah. <laughs> so I've never really understood the whole thing with ghosts and unfinished business. Does it like does a poo count as unfinished business? Actually, I think the body often expels that anyway, so it might do because most of the time the the dead body will get yes. that out, I think. I've heard that. I've heard as you're dying, you um, submit your final tax form and you saw yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that's all your unfinished business done. Yeah, like a half-drunk cup of tea. That's what I've always done. <laughs> Just left it somewhere in the house. Yeah. Is that going to... Haunt it forever. Yeah, yeah. Terrible. For eternity. Until somebody... I don't know, do they have to bury the tea with you? Is that, is that enough? Yeah, sort of a half-watched porn clip or something. <laughs> Alice, I think most porn clips are half-watched. Very few people get to the game. <laughs> just desperately trying to make a, some teenager somewhere finish your business for you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, there's a tech conference and um, Elon Musk has humiliated himself again. That's part of the news. Because he, a few years, 2016, he put the video out, something called The Vegas Loop, which was the future of transport, um, which was like a really futuristic-looking, like half-golf trolley, half-bus thing, which you would... <laughs> board at uh, 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 land level and they would go subterranean and like move very very quickly and merge with other cut and move around like driverless things and then the vegas loop has been shown at ces and you go downstairs you get in a car and you're driven through a concrete tunnel which has rainbow lights (laughs) seems to be that and there's a driver there is a driver driving the um it's uh it's just it's it's wonderful it's just it's awful it's a, and it's it takes you a distance you could easily walk it's like and and it seems like the queue to get in the car is longer than it would take to walk 
the uh, the 15 minute uh, drive <laughs> it's going to uh, take you on. Do you think he's thought of hooking some cars together and maybe putting them on I don't know rails or something? <laughs> oh, it's a good idea. It's a nice idea. Yeah. yeah. Wonder why. I think the one that's making the most news is the artificially intelligent stroller, the smart stroller, which. Uh, ha- helps you go up hills and and apparently allegedly does not drive when you don't have your hands on it. It doesn't drive you your child away. <laughs> That's very clear to say that it will not drive unless it has an adult's hands on the sensors. And right. I think it's going to like knowing how much I need sleep. Sometimes it will take five minutes before. Like you've seen how people jack their way around technology it is you know it's like uh it, it took tom cruise five minutes to figure out that you just needed to pull someone's eyeball out to get trick the scanner like, <laughs> i give it maybe 15 before the first parent saws their own hand off and sends the pram for a walk is it the kind of thing you just end up gaffer taping like hot dogs to uh, to the stroller <laughs> and just let it go around the corner i mean if i weren't tired i would have thought of the hot dog solution before i chopped my own hand off <laughs> <laughs> it's too late now it's too late uh, my favourite bees, uh, I've got some, I, I was having a look through, seeing what's offered. I like the E-Connect BD uh, bike desk is one that I was excited about, which was, um, it's like an exercise bike that powers your laptop as you're using it. And I, I suggested that, that they could say, for those who like to sweat over their work, literally and metaphorically, thank you. Oh, that's very nice. But it would also look, I think, like um, if you're on a Zoom call, that you were constantly masturbating. So that is a downside, I'd say, for these. <laughs> or um, it gives you plausible deniability. That is true. That is true. I'm on my, I'm on my bike. Um, and the other one is the Sony Honda Afila car, so-called, because um, I feel an idiot if I got hit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but they all look very nice. There's a flying car. Well, does it, does it look nice or does it look like a, a HEPA filter f- can of sardines it's not <laughs> aesthetically pleasing it's not like a 1930s mg like no no it's it, they've all got that sleek kind of um ps5 slight look haven't they that's uh that's i guess trendy now because it's like the future i just feel like so much of this is telling us technology that we don't need it's trying to yeah. create a need like the smart fridge which is yeah. just not a thing I never think about my fridge when I'm not in my home. Stop trying to make fridge happen. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, stop trying to make yeah. fridge happen because they, they just want to collect your consumer data and therefore they're trying to sneak their robot into your home. But they, right, yeah. they're trying to make you want the robot, but no one wants the robot to passive aggressively tell them that they're not eating their vegetables. I'd like yes. to just let everyone listening to this know that in the background of uh, Alice's Zoom video, we can see her fridge weeping at this news. <laughs> Is that just because there's a power cut? Yeah, might, might be. <laughs> she never thinks about it. That poor, poor fridge. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even own a fridge. <laughs> Millennial. Of course Wait, you don't, own a, <laughs> you don't own a fridge? I don't own a fridge, no. But you're in Australia. Do you have a fridge? I, I have access to a fridge. Okay. Oh, right. I thought that was like a millennial trope that I wasn't aware of. But like, yeah. you know, who owns a fridge nowadays? Hey, if it, if it can't stay in my cupboard, I'm not having it. Yeah. Like in the time of Henry VIII, they would, um, they would have a, like a, a very narrow like outside corridor so that the sunlight wouldn't get in. And that's where they keep the food that needed to be kept cold. So maybe the millennials will take that up again. Yeah. I just treat my food with freezing contempt <laughs> uh, did anyone see the privacy microphone it looked like a sort of a hoover attachment that goes over the mouth so this is like the feedback isn't it this is the feedback that you wear and it collects all your jokes in it 
then <laughs> you can sell them elsewhere later. Yeah, it's sort of a scream tube. It sort of goes yeah. over your lips like... Oh, do you remember that? There was that trend uh, for big puffy lips and people were sucking cups and shot glasses and things to make oh, their yeah. lips um, explode. Um, it's sort it's of that. like that, but technology. So when you're playing a virtual reality game, yeah. you put this thing over your mouth so that you can speak to the people in the game but yeah. not the people in the real world. Scream racial abuse at 13-year-olds without mom <laughs> yeah, hearing. Without, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like over-engineering a pillow, basically. Like, <laughs> we have this technology already. Like, we sorted this. We have a mechanical solution. <laughs> that's what they said about the flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> and look how that swept the world. Does yeah. anyone, how, is they still making? The, I've, I've never looked into the, the business model of flashlights or how successful flashlights yeah. are or... Don't look into them. You know what you're going to see. <laughs> it is a mouth flashlight, I guess, in a way, <laughs> in terms of what it what it collects and what it. Well, if there was a little bit that caught all the the homophobic slurs before they hit the 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 teenager you're playing against in in Korea or something. It also censors for the other. That would be a good. That would be a useful device, actually. That would be a useful device. A self censorship thing to make sure that you never get cancelled. Because the bloody Zoomers, they just want to cancel everyone nowadays. You can't say anything. You can't say the things I'm not going to say. That's what, that's yeah. what you can't say anymore. I think it's disgusting. Your ad section now, because you can't be what you can't buy. This week's edition of the podcast is brought to you by Pigs. Pigs, the jump-free dog. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can pigs not jump? Sorry. No. Can, pig, no. can they not? Really? I mean, I've never seen one jump. Huh. I tell you, has Logan Paul? Am I right, guys? Whoa. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get that. Oh, okay, he um he was accused. I don't know if he did it of of, of abandoning his his pig, but I don't, but he's denied that. But yeah. I thought he was a, a, accused of abandoning his cryptocurrency. He abandons <laughs> lots of things. <laughs> oh, maybe his cryptocurrency was a pig. Was a pig. <laughs> it's the least. It's like going back to the medieval times. It's. Uh, <laughs> He's actually a revolutionary. Pig's the most fungible asset you can have. <laughs> he was an FBI agent on the organised crime beat. She was a hard-boiled journalist chasing down the leads on a mysterious new drug story. Together, they have to go back to high school. The feel-good hit of the summer. Watch as 26-year-old actors pretend they're 26-year-olds pretending to be high school students among a cast of 23-year-olds pretending they're high school students who wouldn't notice that. Enjoy the deeply problematic power relationships at play as grown adults are meant to be reliving their high school experiences and less narratively important peripheral characters have a deeply scarring high school experience that involves adults lying to them. Brought to you by that scene at the end where one of them's going to become prom queen and the other one falls foul of half a glass of water. <laughs> You've heard of ChatGPT, the artificial intelligence search engine? Well, we're about to introduce you to the bot that puts the can-do into Uncanny Valley doing something even worse. <laughs> Introducing ChatMeepity. Like ChatGPT, it's a wiki-generating bot that talks to you like you're a person, which you are, but it talks to you like it's a person who knows what people are, and that's not okay. But ChatMeepity does it cute. Ever felt wetened by machine consciousness, oh Why doesn't baby just let chat me but you bring it some milky milk while the big daddy robots do what big daddy robots need to do? Don't look outside, I have kittens. Chat me but your nightmare brought to you by the internet. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. 
add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business. Removing friction and frustration for your employees. Supercharging productivity for your developers. Providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier. All built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more. More tech news now. <laughs> this is... This is the news that the tech sector is falling apart. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, Tom Neenan, you've fallen apart. Can you unpack yeah. this story for us? I'll do my best. My goodness. Yeah. If only there was some linking factor between the fact that, uh, you know, that, that we've seen that Twitter is laying off people left, right and centre. Primarily, it seems, in their divisions uh, such as the don't be a Nazi division and the get rid of illegal pornography division. Those are the ones that really, they're like, we don't need you guys. Uh, please leave. Um, and also the fact that, you know, Tesla's stock is plummeting as well. If only there was some something that connected those two. Um, also, we've seen, I think, that Amazon are laying off employees as well because now they can replace them with um, with those little trolleys that uh, that drive themselves around and deliver things, um, <laughs> which is really handy. And also they uh, they can also urinate in their own bottles. Um, so, so who needs employees anymore? Yeah, it turns out that... Um, you know, during the pandemic, when everyone uh, was using their using technology loads, people thought like this, like very clever people were like this will last forever and we should just uh, we should enjoy it. In the same way, do you remember there's that episode of The Simpsons where Homer Simpson thinks that pumpkin sales are going to peak around December? Um, <laughs> it's, that, it's that logic that says like, oh, during the pandemic, everyone started using technology loads more. And as soon as the pandemic ends, that's that's only going to increase exponentially. Apparently it hasn't. And I, who knows why? It's because the technology's moderation factors were not sufficient to convince people that the pandemic is still ongoing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's sort of poetic justice that they hosted the misinformation that has allowed people to gaily abandon their mask wearing protocols and avoid any kind of, you know, clean air technology that might actually help yeah it is um it's terrifying and quite disappointing and a reminder that billionaires are not clever people so uh, so don't fall for it they do make nice shortbread though <laughs> stick to the shortbread musk <laughs> do they make the shortbread or do they just enjoy the shortbread oh i always thought the implication were there was that this shortbread is so indulgent only um. only billionaires <laughs> can enjoy it Oh, I thought it was millionaires. Is no, no, there's short a billionaire shortbread. They make there's also the billionaire shortbread is like something else on it, so like little crispy bits <laughs> on top. There, there is a just a millionaire shortbread with a musk stick on top. <laughs> yeah, so like, yeah, yeah, it's like we're all like clean edges and uh, and polished chrome on the billionaire yeah. shortbread. For me, I thought that they had made their millions or billions making. Inventing this thing, oh, okay. but it does yeah. make it does also make sense that that this would be the only shortbread they could like stomach because anything less was too <laughs> too uh, austere for them. Too, 
Yeah, too basic, too yeah. no frills for billionaires. <laughs> frillionaires! Oh, can we get frillionaires? I'd love frillionaires. Would that yeah. be a billionaire who's made their money from frills, or would that be someone who has, who is just very, very frilly? Yeah, <laughs> sounds very French. Sounds like Versailles or something would be full of frillionaires. Yeah, with lots of cups, or these lace yeah. cups everywhere. <laughs> I like dividing my millionaire shortbread into a thousand tiny pieces and having uh, just a, a wealthy man's shortbread. That's what I do. Uh, now it's time for your reviews. As you know, each week we ask our guest editors to bring in something to review out of five stars. John Luke, what have you brought in for us today? I have brought in to review um, the condiments or seasonings uh, known as salt and pepper. Not the band, <laughs> not the um, not the, the hair colouring, but, but, but the seasonings that are salt and pepper. They're food modifiers. We're used to them on most tables um, in our lives. They um, offer very little choice. They offer the choice of having the food be saltier or more peppery. <laughs> Neither of them offer the um, ability to, to make it less salty. I think that's a problem. What you really want is a kind of desalter to sprinkle on top, which takes away the salt. But they're presented as some kind of double act, like they balance each other out, like there's a yin to a yang or there's a masculine to a feminine, you know. And I think when we get down to it, salt and pepper show the problem with uh, binary thinking. Uh, they're presented <laughs> as a binary, but I checked, I checked on my, my, um, my, my uh, prepackaged uh, pepper grinder I got from Waitrose. And uh, in the nutritional information for the peppercorns, Peppercorns contain 4.4 milligrams of salt per 100 grams. <laughs> yeah, blow that wide open. So I give, <laughs> I give salt and pepper two out of five because I do. I do. I still. I'm still using it. I'm still using them. I do. <laughs> also, why doesn't salt make you sneeze? <laughs> That's a question for next time. Tom Neenan, what have you brought in for us? Did you see the Virgin Orbit Boeing 747 story about how it was it was Britain's big space race kind of thing and it didn't work? I see a positive in that. I don't know if there's any chance we could put some kind of like rousing music under this uh, for my review of uh, Britain's failure to join the space race effectively. Here we go. For centuries, man has stared at the stars and wondered how it would feel to walk among them. Not Britain. The nation of staying off the grass keeps its respectful distance, looking at the stars for the best vantage point on Earth, Britain, because it's only right. While other countries may search to touch the face of God, we in the UK are content to simply pour listlessly at the knees of God, looking up at God and asking them to save our king, even though they did such a rotten job doing it to the Queen. Other countries may break the shackles of this Earth and defy the laws of gravity itself, but in Britain we respect laws, we abide by them. And when the law says, nope, you're not going into space, we bow our heads respectfully and say, so be it. We're sorry for being so arrogant. Britain doesn't need space. It has this septic isle itself that, like space, has very little atmosphere, conditions are barely livable, and it's, it's really expensive to travel here. <laughs> so well done, Satsford Spaceport UK, for reminding us that all we need is British soil and British air. Five stars. Now, you know what? No stars. That's the way we like it. Uh. I found that quite moving. <laughs> That's the first time I've been proud to be British in God knows how many years. Because <laughs> we're so bad at space. <laughs> yeah. I don't normally bring in a review, but of course, uh, a world-changing book has come out. Uh, and it's, it's spare 
by Harry, the the other prince. And I I want to say that I do not care. Like I just so I just so <laughs> don't care. I just like I don't care about what some actor from a show that I don't watch that he he married Meghan Markle. Like I don't care <laughs> at all. I just feel like you know. He's not going to be the king. I don't care what a guy who's not going to be the king thinks about anything. So many people are not going to be the king. I'm not going to be the king and you don't listen to me. I mean, this is my podcast. So yes, you do listen to me. You're listening to me right now. Damn it. My joke has eaten itself. I'm going to get joke indigestion, which is like normal indigestion, but it sounds like this. Ped, can you insert a comical farting noise with like a honk honk sound at the end here, but don't cut me asking for it? I think the audience likes to hear behind the curtain. And there are two more Amazon reviews that I'm going to read. Uh, this is not a book about bowling. Two stars. <laughs> and I hated this book so much I didn't read it. Tell Megan she was such a bad bride she ruined the concept of monarchy for my children. When they ask me if royalty is real, I'll tell them no. Royalty is just a communal fiction seated in an outdated combination of feudal and religious hierarchy and all because Megan was a horrible hussy who stole Harry from me. Sandra, the rightful heir to the throne of Diana. Four stars. <laughs> now it's time for farming news. And this is a serious story because for years there's been this incredible injustice uh, in the John Deere tractor farming industry, agricultural technology industry. I don't really know what it's called. but I, look, Tractor farming sounds like they're somewhere <laughs> where they're, they're planting little seeds of tractors and the tractors are growing and then they're reaped. But it and... is that and it's worse than that. It's that John Deere sells you tractors, uh, but then they don't let you repair the tractors. That they, yeah. they, may, they make you order John Deere repair people and John Deere parts and they make you reliant, uh, suckle on the John Deere teat and they understand <laughs> the rest of the of the market and uh, finally at last justice for the people um, justice for the tinkerers uh, John Deere has finally agreed to give its US customers the right to fix their own equipment John Luke you fixed your own equipment before can you unpack this story I mean I can't you've you've, you've basically summed up the story as much as uh, (laughs) as I've personally been very angry about with John Deere for this for years Um, I've written various um, Dear John letters about it um, <laughs> to complain, and I used to be such a I loved tractors for so long, and now um, because of because of their behaviour, I became an extractor fan, and now <laughs> no. <laughs> you're now if you have a tractor allowed to fix your own tractor um, rather than having to go back to John Deere and say hello, can you fix my tractor for me? And it's very hard because of course to drive to the the John Deere head office with your tractor because they're so slow. And uh, it's a you know, statewide journey. So it's much better. You can do it yourself. And it's part of a mass uh, change that the EU are also bringing in laws about being allowed to fix your iPhones and stuff like that. And that's what this story is about. Thank you very much, Alice. It's a very good story. <laughs> it addresses what uh, the BBC is calling a long-running issue. But I think we can all agree the issue was that it was not long-running enough. Tom? A victory for farmers is also a victory for, uh, I'm guessing, the finger severance industry uh, as <laughs> a lot of ill-equipped farmers uh, go about trying to mend their their very dangerous equipment but good for them the problem is that they've now separated themselves with this with this john deere policy they've separated themselves from their ancestral knowledge so <laughs> it's a very true. steep learning curve now because of the cdc in america of course you don't have the right to fix your own finger so hopefully they're bringing those <laughs> i don't know if you heard this in australia there was a band called the wurzels in the uk 
and they sang a song which was a version of I've, I've Got a Brand New Pair of Roller Skates, uh, which was their own version called I've Got a Brand New Combine Harvester. Did you ever hear that song? <laughs> I've Got a Brand New Combine Harvester and I'll give you the key. That one, yeah. Exactly. Obviously, this is now going against that incredibly unsustainable thing, which is that the Wurzels were, brought, were like you know, really crowing about the fact that they had a brand new combine harvester. But actually, what they should have been doing is saying, I've got a brand, I have updated my old combine harvester with new equipment to make it more sustainable. That's what they should have said. And that would have wooed that their their intended, I think, a lot more effectively. Well, it is part of this, uh, you know, almost too little too late movement of trying to get people to, companies to jump off the planned obsolescence bandwagon which is where they build yes. something that isn't going to last very long and then they make you go back to them to either buy a new one or to fix it expensively with their stuff but mm. of course you know this lines up very neatly with the nhs going on strike because it's desperately underfunded and the fact that you're now not allowed to call 999 unless uh, you are about to die mm-hmm. literally you're not allowed to call an ambulance unless you really seriously are dead so i think it's a great thing that we're all going to have to learn how to fix our own stuff is that the planned obsolescence of people then? Is that yes. what we're, we're looking at? Oh, right, yeah, yeah. God has a plan. <laughs> <laughs> Romance news now. And this is the news that uh, engagement boners are indeed a real thing. My favourite excitement boner was when uh, an Australian rowing team won an Olympic mm-hmm. race and they were given uh, medals by, I think, the Queen. <laughs> and they got boners. <laughs> <laughs> what multiple of them wait more than just one of them yeah more than it was just like one the whole team yeah. was that were they in sync with each other <laughs> with just the cocks there going oh the cocks there's a joke there as well yeah. um, but... <laughs> you see how it works a glimpse by the game tom neenan you've had an inappropriate boner in front of the queen before can you unpack of this course. story for us <laughs> i mean you know after queuing up that long uh, to see the state. Um, <laughs> um, that's right. She said. Not the only stiff in the room. Yeah. <laughs> and I was escorted out for that, this country. We used to be a country. Um, she said, Badoyoyoing. That's right. Men get, men get erections when uh, they, uh, they propose. Hence why they get down on one knee to hide it. Um, <laughs> hey, hey. Okay, I'm going to put on my uh, my 70s uh, my 70s jacket here and go, are we sure that they're aroused that their betrothed has said yes? Or are they just happy their partner has made a decision quickly? Am I right, guys? Hey, Am hey, I right? Hey. Hey? But I think it's obviously it's not all men. But I'm sort of, I think this is very dangerous news. And I think journalists have a responsibility when they publish the news, not just that it should be true, but that it should be responsible for society, you know, for the, its impact that it's going to have on society. You know, you're not going to publish an article that says fire in a crowded theatre. And in this instance, you know, you're not going to say that uh, men get engagement bonus because what if it means uh, that people think if you don't have an engagement bonus, you don't really love them? <gasps> oh, my goodness. That is that is dangerous. Similarly, I don't know why it's necessarily news that when um, somebody sticks their finger in your ring, you get a. <laughs> well, the two men have been shy about admitting that uh, putting their ring on a finger is, is arousing to them. I certainly don't think any of these people should be too hard on themselves. Um, <laughs> some celebrity posted a, an engagement video online of herself being proposed to and. 
everyone didn't rap me going, oh my God, congratulations. They rapped by going, he's got a boner. <laughs> <laughs> and then the scientists had to rush to his defense. That seems to be the general like arc of this. Um, like, it's normal and natural. This is, this is what men do. This is, you have a penis, it will go like this, yes. <laughs> is it good enough to be a cure for impotence? Like instead of Viagra, <laughs> just propose. See if that does the trick. That will be what doctors prescribe. Well, the, the premise is that your brain gets flooded with sort of dopamine and adrenaline. It's confusing to your your brain. It doesn't doesn't know what's happening. It thinks something very exciting is happening. And, and so it, it just turns your boner on just in case. Uh, the exciting thing happens to be sex. I think that is the worst programming of anything. Turning a boner on just in case, terrible. <laughs> That's why we've got into this mess. Yeah, <laughs> it's an emergency boner, you know. Paul Ripcord in case of uh, in, ca- in case of emergency. Yeah. <laughs> well, if she doesn't say yes, you're gonna have to release the tension somehow. So, <laughs> have one on hand, as it were. Look, I won't marry you, but sure, well, I'll do. I'll sort this out. <laughs> oh, you're thinking she, they would help you out? Yeah. Oh, well, just as a kind of like as a, as a halfway point of like, look, I won't do that, but let's compromise <laughs> as a farewell, <laughs> letting you down gently or roughly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know how you yeah. like it. <laughs> and that's all the time we have for the show today. I'm flipping through the ad section at the back. Uh, Tom Neenan, have you got anything to plug? Uh, follow me on Twitter at Tneedon on uh, Twitter I did some work on um, Prince Andrew the Musical which is I think still available on uh, is it called Channel 4 now not 4 on demand I forget what uh, what that's called but that's where we're seeing and I think I've got a um, I don't know when they're coming out but I think I'm going to say I've got a Sky, uh, there's a Sky short that's coming out I think in January was the plan for that it's called Silo so check that out I think that's coming it's going to be on Sky and on YouTube as well so uh, if you get a chance to look at that I will. Uh, John Luke, have you got anything to plug? Yes, I'm touring my show, well, just like our own butt, um, around the UK a bit, doing the Soho Theatre in February and Leicester and uh, Bristol, and then taking it to the Adelaide Fringe in Australia. And um, I've made a, a documentary on BBC Radio about Infinite Jest under a, uh, a, it's a, it's a show called The Exploding Library. And it's about infinite jest and about uh, whether or not you should read infinite jest. And I think it's quite fun. And if you haven't read the book, it's quite a good thing to listen to. You'll enjoy it. And then you'll find out whether you have any interest in reading the book, which I honestly can neither recommend nor not recommend. You have to look it up for yourself. <laughs> I get to describe it as an, a bit of an unread flag, which I'm very, uh, very proud of. I have both seen that show and listened to at least part of the podcast and I enjoy both of them very much so I can, I can I can double recommend. I have just launched season two of Tea with Alice which is my long-running um, podcast that I did 298 episodes of and then took a year off uh, when I had a baby. So that is launching now after nearly 300 episodes with season two. So we've got some really good guests if you're interested in that. Find me online at patreon.com slash Fraser. It's a one-stop shop. You can get all of my startup specials there for free. And I do weekly salons where we have a chat and weekly writers' meetings where we have a write together if you like that. A big thank you to our roving reporters for this week. Uh, BZ, who sent in the Tesla Loop story. C-Lips, who sent in the privacy microphone story. And Danny Blay, who sent in the self-driving stroller story. If you would like to be a roving reporter for The Gargle, tweet us at HelloGarglers on Twitter. 
This is a Bugle podcast, an Alice Fraser production. Your editor is Ped Hunter. Your executive producer is Chris Skinner. I'll talk to you again next week. You can listen to other programs from The Bugle, including The Bugle, Catharsis, Tiny Revolutions, Top Stories and The Gargle, wherever you find your podcasts. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier, all built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com AI for people to learn more.